the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In 1999, a study was reported in the Journal of Gerontology that found that individuals who regularly attend church services live 28% longer than those who do not attend church services. You being here this morning is a good investment in your health. What an interesting thought to start the week off with, especially at this time. I'm Mike Trout, and that was Pastor Leighton Sheely. He is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. And he's continuing a study about our individual spiritual gifts. Do you have a spiritual gift? Well, of course you do. You're going to find out more about it in just a moment as he digs deeper into the book of 1 Corinthians from the New Testament, chapter 12. Now let's look at some of the examples of the spiritual gift that the Apostle Paul uh, describes beginning in verse 8. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. So wisdom and knowledge are, are closely related. Uh, the word that's translated wisdom here is the Greek word sophia, and it was defined by Clement of Alexandria as the knowledge of things human and divine and of their causes. So wisdom is is the ability to see something, understand how everything is involved, everything interconnects, what the solutions are, and and so forth. The word of knowledge is a broad term, um, and it's used in several ways. One of the ways is, 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 is there are some believers who have been given a special ability to study God's Word and they, they can study the text, they have uh, insights into linguistics, um, they're able to put together related passages and truths. Uh, this is all beyond the natural mind. And, and so God gives some people the ability to just have an exceptional understanding of His Word. But also, sometimes, sometimes God can give a special revelation about someone or something. For instance, there have been times over the years where I've been in a conversation with someone and all of a sudden, I know something about that person. It's not anything they've told me. It's not anything anyone has told me. But it later is proven that whatever the information was, was, was given to me. And I, I believe that's God's Holy Spirit prompting me. Now, when God gives this special revelation, it's never intended for the other person's harm or hurt. And so you have to use wisdom in this knowledge that you're given in order to exercise it for the other person's good. And then to another, faith by the same spirit. People who have this gift, are they just believe that God can do anything. Amen. Why? Because God can do anything. That's, that's what you get when you get to be God, right? God can do anything. And so they trust God in life's most difficult situations. They have a tendency to dream big. If, if, if it's big, it's nothing if God's in it because God can do anything. They're not always in church leadership, but they're always influential. They tend to be positive, optimistic. They want to change the future. Um, they oftentimes need the gift of administration because they can see the vision, they just can't make it happen. They don't know how to put things together, but that gift of administration uh, helps. And, and when people are going through difficult times and they need a, a, 
a jumper of faith. They, they, they are magnets towards these kind of people. They're like, you know, those jumper cables you stick on the battery when you get a restart, uh, that their, their faith is contagious. And uh, they're an incredible source of blessing to the church. There are many people in scriptures that are examples of being gifted in faith. In fact, Hebrews chapter 11 is sometimes called the Believer's Hall of Faith because it's filled with examples of people who exercised exceptional faith. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Uh, By faith, Noah built an ark. Even though this world had never experienced a flood, he built an ark because God said to. By faith, Moses chose to endure the discomfort of living with the nation of Israel rather than the comfort of living in Pharaoh's palace and so forth. If you've got this gifting and the calling, you are an incredible blessing to the church. And then it goes on to another of the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Now, this gift is often experienced counterfeiting. In fact, there are television documentaries about charlatans who take people's money with the promise, a false promise of prayer and healing. These are characters that prey upon people in desperate situations, often the elderly and, and the infirm. But it's important for us to be reminded that only something that is legitimate and valuable gets counterfeited. So if there is a counterfeit, that means there's something real and valuable. It's also important to note that it's not these people who have the gift that do the healing. It's God. It's always God. That God is the God of healing and restoration. He even built into creation the capacity for healing. Because He is the God of healing. He is the God of restoration. He's the God of second chances. He's the God of second, second chances. And second, 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 second chances. And so forth. Thank goodness, yes, for us all. Now, this gift can also be related to the prayer of intercession, which is praying or interceding on someone someone else's behalf in prayer. Um, we've got a lot of people who are involved in this. We, earlier this week, some of us found out about one of the people in our church who was attacked and ended up in the hospital. They've been praying. I got a great report last night that that, that person is making progress. Uh, recently, we got word of one of the other fine young ladies who's been in our church for years has got a medical situation. Uh, many of the women are aware of it. They're praying, and they're interceding on that person's behalf in prayer. Um, we also recognize that God is sovereign. Sometimes He chooses to answer our prayers and heal. Sometimes He chooses to delay. Sometimes He chooses to give the ultimate healing, which is taking us out of these corruptible bodies and giving us a new one that is incorruptible. But this we know, and that is whatever God chooses, it's ultimately the good choice because God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I heard someone say, God's choice would be our choice if we knew what God knows. God's choice would be our choice if we knew what God knows. None of us know what God knows. God knows everything. We know a little bit. He sees the big picture. And so he always does what is well. Now, scientists have proven that prayer works. Even though scientists may not be comfortable attributing the glory to God and come up with some other explanation like spontaneous remission or something. 
But, but, but prayer works. And science has proven it. There was a Christian cardiologist named Dr. Randolph Bird who conducted a landmark study in 1984. Over a 10-month period, 393 patients were admitted to the coronary care unit at San Francisco General Hospital and were assigned to either a 201-patient control group or a 192-patient group that were prayed for daily by five to seven people in home prayer groups. Now, the test was randomized and double-blind, which meant that neither the patients, nurses, nor doctors knew which group that patient was in. It was a scientific study. At the study's conclusion, Dr. Bird discovered a definite difference between the, per- the two groups. Those who were prayed for were five times less likely to require antibiotics three times less likely to develop pulmonary edema. None of those prayed for required endotracheal intubation. They experienced fewer cases of pneumonia and cardiopulmonary arrests, and fewer patients in the prayed-for group died. Prayer works. Science proves it. Now, people who pray regularly tend to attend church regularly also. And church is good for you. Science proves it. In 1999, a study was reported in the Journal of Gerontology that found that individuals who regularly attend church services live 28% longer than those who do not attend church services. 28%. You being here this morning is a good investment in your health. And then, to another, the working of miracles. Working of miracles. Now, one of the things I want to first observe is, you know, sometimes these gifts, they overlap and they they relate to each other. For instance, we started with faith. You need faith in order to pray. And and, and and in the case of, of praying, sometimes we're praying for healing that is miraculous. So you see how they're related and and connected. Well, miracles are, by definition, things that don't happen very often. They're extraordinary events that sometimes even defy the laws of nature. How many of you know that God is not limited to the laws of nature? God is supernatural. Super means above or outside natural. He is above or outside natural. He is not limited by natural laws. He commanded the supernatural in casting out demons, calming the storm, raising the dead. People who have this gift believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can still do miracles. And we have many credible witnesses who have seen miracles happen even in our day and in places around the globe, and not necessarily places limited to places where education is primitive. You have this gift. You believe that When you pray, God hears and miracles can happen. You know, every person who puts their faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord is a walking miracle. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, you are a miracle. We were dead in our trespasses and sin. Something that's dead is so dead, it doesn't know it's dead. 
Something that's dead is powerless. It can't do anything. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, but God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive. We believe in miracles. And then it says, to another prophecy. The word actually in the original has two meanings. It's forth-telling and fore-telling. When we hear the word prophecy, we tend to think in terms of forth-telling because when we hear the word prophecy, we're reminded of the Old Testament prophecies that foretold what to look for for the Savior that was going to be sent by God. But another meaning of the word is foretelling. And what it's talking about foretelling is those who tell forth the truth. Well, we'll wrap it up right there on this edition of Study Verse by Verse, featuring Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's uh, bringing to us a study in the book of 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, all about our spiritual gifts, and I do hope you can join us tomorrow for the conclusion. I'm Mike Trout. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands and brought to you by the congregation. If you'd like to join with us financially, we welcome your contribution. You can give safely on the church's website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow at this same time as we open the Word of God and study verse by verse.